people don't know who they need to talk to. It's like this hidden secret, yep. I feel like, in builders is, oh, well, you need to talk to X, Y, and Z to get to this result. And so it, we take that stress off of the client. In today's podcast, I had the opportunity to talk to Kevin and Cassie of Shady Lane Construction, and they gave all types of knowledge of what it takes to build a house in Southern Maryland. So much knowledge, I had to break it up into two parts. So here's part one, and part two will be coming out soon. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Rob Scow here with Living in Southern Maryland. Today, we have Shady Lane Construction on the podcast. Shady Lane Construction is Cassie and Kevin. They started Shady Lane Construction five years ago, and they're here to talk to you today about what it takes to build in the Southern Maryland area. Cassie and Kevin, they started Shady Lane Construction five years ago, and they're here to talk to you today about what it takes to build in the Southern Maryland area. Cassie and Kevin, thanks for coming on today. Thanks Hi, guys. So why don't you go ahead and just give us a little bit of an overview of how you got started and kind of where you are now with the whole Shady Lane construction and what you guys do in Southern Maryland. So I grew up in construction. My parents owned a large residential and commercial contracting business for I don't know, 30 plus years, I guess. Um, and I went to work for the government, met Kevin. He worked for the government and my parents for a little while. And he started doing like handyman stuff on the side with a good friend, Joe Bean. Um, and at some point it just grew to where it couldn't really be a side gig anymore. So we made it a legit business. Um, and Joe was our only employee. And then Kevin worked with him in the evenings and on the weekends. And I remember one day Joe was like, we just need to go look like bigger. We, we need to hire more guys. We need to do more. And um, so Joe was kind of the pushing like aspect of getting us to like make it bigger and better. Um, sadly, we lost Joe four years ago. Um, and when that happened, Kevin quit his job on base and became full time for Shady Lane. Um, we were in the middle of a huge remodel, a whole home remodel for the Rayleigh family. And um, so at that point, it really like grew from there. Once Kevin quit, it just was like, imploded um and he did that for a couple years um we brought on i think three or four guys and then two years ago i quit my government job and came on as the office personnel and hr and that kind of thing um we actually just transitioned to i'm 51 percent owner and kevin is 49 and uh, probably in the next year we're going to go for women-owned minority so we've got that going on um but yeah it kind of just started as a small thing and just grew <laughs> and just imploded that's, on us. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. Remember like, so I, I think it was the Charlotte and not Charlotte's the daughter's name. Um, the Bryans, they built in Leonardtown. And that was the first time I really heard about you guys. And yeah. I started looking at all your website and all that stuff. And it looked awesome. And then I started looking at the construction too. And the one thing I noticed, it was a lot different than a lot of the different construction that was around here, especially like some of the older stuff, but also even some of like the track built homes or just like the planned communities. It is truly a custom process. So like you started this five years ago. How did you figure out how to do like these custom built, beautiful homes that you're putting out? Like, so I'm going to jump in real quick. So I think me growing up in it, I had a lot of outside resources to pull in. And I'm we're both all for going and asking people for advice, help. My dad was a builder. Um, some of his best friends that I look to as grandfathers, second fathers or builders. And we call them up all the time. So, hey, what do you think about doing this? What do you think about doing that? And we kind of just took pieces from each person and said, oh, well, we could do it this way. Um, and we also go out to the builder show every year. We go out to Vegas every year, which is fun in itself, but we go out to look at the new stuff, 
the stuff that's coming out, the smart home stuff, the siding, um, to bring those things to St. Mary's County because I feel like we've gotten caught into like a normal, like, oh, vinyl siding, that's all you can get. Well, there's Hardy Board and there's Diamond Coat, and we love our Diamond Coat products. Our personal home is Diamond Coat, and we're doing one now up in Mechanicsville, and bringing that stuff to St. Mary's to show people, hey, there's more out there than what you guys see driving down the road. And my goal has always been when people see the homes that we built, I want them to know that Shady Lane Construction built that, not have any uncertainty on oh, I think this builder built that. Or when they're driving down the street and it is a, a attractive home, I want them to know who built that and, and understand. We try to educate our clients and explain why things look the way they do or why one house might look more attractive than the other. Uh, and it goes, you know, way back, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, into early architecture, you know, back in Europe and that kind of stuff. Uh, and, that's kind of where I drew a lot of my inspiration on, on wanting to do things differently, you know, just because somebody's built this, you know, certain way or installed this certain product for the past 20 years doesn't mean it's always the right way. So to reiterate what Cassie, you know, has mentioned, we've kind of talked to multiple <clears throat> builders around, you know, older generation, also out at the International Builder Show, you know, there's a lot of uh, more viral builders if you will or more famous builders out there <clears throat> who build completely different than anybody does and it's you know it's just that next higher level and that's what we are looking to bring here to southern maryland is to deliver that custom experience and to deliver you know the best absolute product we can actually build for you know what this market can support so i don't think i don't know if you remember this you probably get hundreds of calls in a week but i called you um and this ties back into what you just said there i called you three or four years ago, and we were redoing an investment property and we had a conversation about it and you were great on the phone. And the one thing you said though, a lot of investors don't really like using us because we don't cut corners is the wrong word, but we don't, you know, just do things to get things done. Um, and I wasn't an investor that was going to do that, but you walked me through that whole process. And I walked away from that conversation knowing that if I ever had a client or I ever had someone that needed stuff done, I'd feel comfortable sending them to you because you're not going to cut corners. When you're saying, I'm saying, here's the money I have for you. You're saying, no, I don't do it that way. We want our name to be on quality stuff. Like that, that was, is something that I've always noticed. And I've always heard through everything you've guys done. And every person I've talked to that you worked with has said the same thing. So it comes through and like I can tell it's just from a place of learning. Like you, you guys want to keep getting better and better and better. It sounds like going on to these trade shows. Um, yeah. So that's just really neat yeah. to see. We like, we want it to be that like 20, 30 years from now, when someone cracks into a house to remodel it and they can see what's behind the drywall, they're like, oh man, this is a good built home. And I'll be honest, we've remodeled some houses that my dad and Mark Cullison built 20, 30 years ago. And you know, you can see like, it just follows the family. But I want to be able to 30 years from now, oh, Shady Lane built that. Look how good those bones are. I mean, we've seen other houses with things that I just, I question, I'm like, how is, how did this pass? And it's scary sometimes to see the stuff that gets built. But I it sounds like you're, I'm sorry, your guys are like building a legacy too. Like it, that's what it sounds like. Your goal is to build, you know, a home for people, but also like a legacy for yourselves, your business and those in that family. 
So no. the Bryant are actually our neighbors. Um, so no one ever wants to build a house and be neighbors with your customer, right? Like, and by far they are like family <laughs> now. Like we love them to death. They're letting the dogs out. They're coming to visit the cows. The kids are over there. We're remodeling. Uh, so, yeah, they're, the, we're remodeling their, their parents', parents house. house. Um, so, <laughs> and that kind of, that's what happens is we build people's houses, but then their family to us after that. Like we talk, we just don't build your house and then you never see us again. We talk to all of our clients. We've got some clients that we've gone back and done like projects three, four, five, six years later. Um, that all started from doing a little step on the side of the house. And now we've remodeled kitchens for them. And, you know, legacy is a big word because I look at myself like I wanted to run my parents' business growing up. That was my goal in life, like run their business. That's it. And we've got two little boys and our five-year-old, I'm, he, I already know he's going to be the next owner of Shady Lane Construction. He's <laughs> out there every day nailing something, cleaning the job. So the kid doesn't like to play. He likes to work. And you just look at him. You're like, yep, that he's good. He's the legacy coming in. So we're trying that's to awesome. teach him and show him, even at five, this is how you do it because that's how you learn. Yeah. And I actually, I just explained that to a, a client yesterday, you know, Every family has the family doctor, the family dentist, and or the financial advisor. We want to be the family contractor. We want to be people that, you know, we're always top of mind. And, you know, when somebody asks for a builder or, you know, a general contractor, we want to be the first name that comes out of people's mouth. And the only way to do that is to, you know, be good at what you do, uh, always improve and, and always, you know, deliver the absolute best product and customer service. That's yeah. The next big thing is a lot of not just here in the local market, but a lot of builders get into this business because they're good at building. Mm-hmm. They aren't good at the business part of it or the or, customer or the service. People. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing. You gotta you gotta pick up the phone and you gotta return calls. That's the same thing yeah. in real estate and everything. It's yeah, it's, and you gotta answer those questions. Any of our clients will say, if I call Cassie and Kevin at 11 o'clock at night, most of the time Cassie will answer me. He sleeps like a log. So um, I don't sleep. I, it's very rare. But if someone texts me at 11 o'clock and I'm up, I'm responding. And we do have to do better about work-life balance. That's a struggle for us as owners. Um, but we want our clients to feel like they can reach us. We've heard from people who come to get consult with us. Oh, well, I emailed this person and called them and they've never gotten back to me and you know, what does that show you when you go to build with them? Are they going to answer your phone call when you have a yep. question about why your footer is this way and your frame is this way? Like, that's the way I look at it is like, you've got to be accessible to people. Like you said, you've got to answer the phone. And it's, and it's a, it's a domino effect when you're building a house. Like if you're not answering the phone to make change that the, that your client wants to make, it can set a project that was on time back weeks. You know, you can, you can make a big difference. So that's super important. So like talking about the building process there, like what we get a lot, uh, what I get a lot as a real estate agent. And I hear a lot from different people that reach out to me is how do you go about buying land? Do you guys buy the land? Do you have lots that you have for people or is it more that they're bringing like land that they have from, from themselves to you? I say we have a mixed bag. Um, so we own a lot now that we're sitting on because I'm too cheap to build a house in this economy. (laughs) Um, but so we have clients that come to us with land already purchased, um, and just ready to go for a build. 
we come, people have come to us and say, hey, and this happens a lot with friends of ours and people that we went to school with. We see it a lot. Hey, I'm thinking about building a house. Do you have any land? Do you know anyone that has any land? And we are pretty involved in like the local real estate community. And I reach out, hey, do you have anything? I've got a client that wants to be in Leonardtown. I have a client that wants to be in Valley Lee. What do you, what do you guys got? Um, so a lot of times people will either come to us and we'll help them find a lot through our resources or they'll already have a lot. The two yeah. homes that we're working on now, those people already had those lots. And we've got three or four right now that we're trying to help find a lot. Um, and, you know, for us, it's kind of hard because when we help them find a lot, we're kind of giving them a service for free. You know, Kevin does a lot of background research on, you know, the different elevations and what kind of house will work, you know, if a basement will work there and if it won't. And not saying that, like, he enjoys it, honestly. He's weird like that and likes to look at that kind of stuff. So that's like his good to bed reading material. But it, um, you know, it's still time. Kind of, it's it's yeah. a ton of time that you're using that you could be no, we're you know, not using for family or something else too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's this year we've started, we started pushing more our free construction, like consultation services uh, to help, you know, through that process. Uh, also during that process, we do house designs surveying work, all the legwork that's required to be able to get the permit to actually build the house. Uh, and we do charge a fee for that service. Um, it's not, it doesn't cover all of our time that we have invested, yeah. but uh, you know, it covers uh, any third parties that we need to hire surveyors, drafters, that kind of stuff. Uh, and it also allows us to really refine the construction budget before we actually start. I think that's a huge, that's a huge, huge service there. Like I, I, I've dealt with a few different people buying land and, and during the whole discovery phase of being under contract during that discovery contingency, like to get people, to get all the different people out to do all the different stuff, it costs money and it takes yes. a lot of time. And you're really pushing up against that feasibility study period. If you have 45 days, it's almost near impossible to get everything we lined had, up where you want it. We have a lady who bought a lot and it's the contract. I don't know how it flew, but said contingent on a perk um, within 30 days. Well, the contract was signed at, right after perk season. So how are you going to get a perk with it? You know what I mean? And guess what? We perked it for the next year. Didn't perk. Um, so, and we've noticed at least I think I've noticed a lot and Kevin has too, that when people come to us, no one has any idea what it takes to build a house beforehand. That's the hard part with people is they think you can just, Oh, here's my builder. Here's my house plan that I bought online. Build me this house. Well, I can't count how many people we've said, actually, you cannot build that 7,000 square foot house on that quarter acre. <laughs> In the critical <laughs> area too. <laughs> and so that pre-construction agreement really helps people learn and people don't know who they need to talk to. It's like this hidden secret. Yep. I feel like in builders is, Oh, well you need to talk to X, Y, and Z to get to this result. And so it we take that stress off of the client. We talk to the surveyor. We talk to the drafter. We coordinate all of that. We make sure that everything gets to planning and zoning and it's submitted for permits correctly. And then when like questions come back, we work with those parties and, and people. We've heard good feedback like that they've loved it because they, they're like, we bought land. We bought house plans. What do we do? And 
They yep. have no idea you need a bunch of other things to get to that point. And things are always changing too. Yeah. Uh, that's the other hard part, you know, different uh, different areas of the county government. They get different, uh, you know, leaders or supervisors and, you know, rules are consistently changing and it, it's a, a moving target. And we try to, we are in it every day, whereas the normal homeowner, you know, they go to their nine to five job and, that's what they're great at. So that's why we tell our clients when they come to us, uh, you know, let us focus on what we're good at and help you through this process. You know, people yeah. all the time, uh, you know, think that and permits do take a long time, yeah. but think that, you know, it's normal for permits to take, you know, years or that kind of stuff. It's generally not some 99% of the time if a permit takes, you know, extended period of time, it, it could be something that's with, that particular project, but most of the time it's, you know, paperwork sitting on somebody's desk or it didn't get submitted to the right people or they missed it. And we track email. all of that to make sure that it's going right. where it needs to go. And so I wonder that because I've done permits for different stuff around our house and helped um, other contractors that, that wanted us to pull the permits do it. And I've always had decent experience, especially in time frame. If you stay on top and you're checking on the permit tracker all the time and saying, hey, where is this permit in the process? You can get it through there pretty quick. But I've heard stories of people waiting, you know, six, 12, 18 months for permits. And it sounds like it's more in a follow-up than than anything else. Yeah, we just finished, uh, we finished a project last year. Uh, it was a new house that we built down on St. George's Island. And the permit number was 2018. The, the homeowner had submitted it in 2018 and it's, a, you know, it's, it was a complicated project. There was a lot of different uh, hurdles that they had to jump through, but they got to the last hurdle uh, and we were able to, that's when we got brought on board and he finally said, look, I don't have time for this. I want you to take it and help me get the permit and get the house built. So we did that. We went to the board of appeals for them, helped them through that whole process. And then uh, we built the house and, and turned it over to them. Yeah, and that's another legacy job that my dad actually built that house. Oh gosh, I was in middle school, like I think. 2007. Yeah, like so that. my dad built the first house for them, and then we built like the guest house for them. So and that that's we're, awesome. We're consulting for a pole barn now. So. Yeah, so as you know, <laughs> there you the go. Uh, I think that's where you're going to have your next company picnic then. <laughs> Just yeah. rent out the pole bar area. Um, so, like, I get the beginning part of the process sounds like it depends. So getting the land really depends on the person's situation, what you have available and kind of how they want to do it. Um, I won't get too much into the nitty gritty of like perking lots and stuff like that, but it's desirable to have a lot that is already perked. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Like that's something that. Yes. 100%. And a recorded perk. Yes. We okay. have had people purchase lots and they're yeah, they, they're given a, a plaque that shows perk holes, but that document has never been recorded with this uh, county land records. So they're actually not valid and they expired. So we're actually uh, finishing up a permit process yeah. for a house now that the lady had bought the lot and it was perked. However, they weren't valid and they had expired. So we had to re-perk that as well. Uh, and unfortunately, that was a mound test perk. So that could have been that could have gotten very hairy. Uh, if that did not perk for her, uh, luckily and so then that would just be like a, a cost that <laughs> that would just be a cost that the the owner of that lot would incur. But there's a chance too that it wouldn't reperk, right? Like depending on the season right. and the wetness of the season, it, there's a chance that you would have to wait till the next year to try to perk it again. Yeah, and right? I think this year and last year perk season closed 
very, very, very early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have a couple of people who didn't make the deadline because it closed so quick. And so for people listening and not sure what a perk is. So when you buy a piece of land, you basically have to test to see it's, if it's suitable for a septic tank and a perk test is a percolation test for the drain field. Am I correct with that? So you have a holding tank and then you have the drain field of the septic system. So digging down to do the perk test is seeing if that land will drain at a proper amount. Correct. Yeah. And so, and also that is what helps determine the actual design for the septic system. When we get to that pre-construction service with the site planning and all that kind of stuff, and it could help regulate the size of the house uh, you get a lot of information when you do that perk test on, you know, what the soil types are, uh, you know, what the depth of the water table is. And it really helps steer that, that design process as well. All right. That's it for part one of the podcast. Part two is going to be coming out soon and they get into more details about what makes them unique throughout the design and build process. So make sure you subscribe and follow along so you can find out more from Cassie and Kevin at Shady Lane Construction.